MYP fam, what's going on? My name is Hector Santia Esteban, and I am your host, and I get way too geeked up about creating amazing podcasts that can fuel your lifestyle and your business, and I've been producing and promoting podcasts for the last half decade whilst also wrangling some toddlers, and this show here is to help you to learn the things that do and do not work when it comes to marketing and monetizing your podcast. And on today's show, we're talking to Alundis Havens. He's a former Marine and the host of The Winner's Paradigm. It was such a raw and authentic interview, and despite it not being the best audio quality, I thought I had to put it out because of Alundis' fire, his tenacity, and his spirit for helping people. So if you can forgive some of the background noise, I know you're going to love this interview with Alundis Havens of The Winner's Paradigm. Alundis, welcome to the MYP show, man. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you, Hector, for inviting me on, brother. I'm looking forward to this. We were chatting before we hit the record button that we got connected via Paul T. And if you guys have not gone and listened to the episode with Paul, go back and listen to that. It's probably in the 20s or something like that. It seems like a forever ago. But we got connected. And what I really loved on this was your willingness to help and to give. And I think that that's something that's so, so important in the podcast community. And so when people are doing that and willing, and I, I learned a little bit about your story, I knew that I had to have you on. So just uh, thanks again, man. Thank you, brother. And, and I'd second that on there. Yeah, absolutely. The willing to help people and so forth. That all starts with is feeling that I was the only one going through it, you know, to where things weren't happening for me. I was hitting that road. I finally found something I was good at, which was being in the military in the Marine Corps, get a freak injury. Now my life's changing to where, hey, I can't stay in for 20 years. Well, I'm going to school, you know, I can start working there. So it was transitioning from service to civilian life and then realizing, hey, there's a couple of things about me that are a little bit different now than previously before. My mindset's completely different. So I started engaging in small little arguments with people because I wasn't understanding that, hey, we're thinking totally differently. I'm seeing mission comes first. It doesn't matter. You better get this done because again, military that's the point being is no matter what happens, the job's going to get done. So that's why I was seeing life for a short period of time. And that's where it was kind of hurting me was I wasn't able to see exactly, hey, certain people have different perspectives. They're not going to understand you. Why don't you talk about it instead of getting frustrated with people of, oh, they act this way. Well, why don't you have that conversation? And sometimes it went, but having that podcast is where you're able to put that through, share these things with you. And then you get those people say, hey, I've went through the same thing where I felt like I was working at everything or people in my life treated me a certain type of way. And it was one thing that you kind of just dealt with because we don't want to say anything. We want to be nice. Alundis, what's interesting is that we had a Rich Cardona on. He hosts the NFT for Newbies podcast, and he also is a former Marine. Uh -huh. And the, you guys both talk about this mindset that you have. So I'd love for you to catch us up on how you ended up starting the podcast. You started it, I think you're now in your, in your second year, but how did the transition from needing to find your, your path post-military, how did that end up turning into a podcast? So you hit it on the head. Actually, what's funny is I was thinking about it for quite some time about starting the podcast, but never really formulated it. It was funny. Zach Babcock came out with his podcast powertrain course at the time, and he was like, $48 for Christmas. And I didn't really have money back then, but I was like, you know what? I was working at a mortgage brokerage at the time, and I liked it, but this was the first time in my life that I actually hit a roadblock. The reason why is I've naturally been smart, had the good grades, worked on things, but I was doing so much at the time that I failed my mortgage broker exam three times. 
So I was already in a bad place to where I was, you know, I hate this job. I said as a pride thing, I'm going to stay here for six months and work until I can take the test another time. So within that period was this battle of whole shifting my mindset because I started thinking about things negatively as, oh, I failed at this. I hate this job. And that was where when that course came out, $48, I started going through it. And I was like, you know what? This would be awesome to start the podcast. And then it ended up going into a transition jobs. So I was just staying up all day trying to figure out the podcast or what we're going to kind of do then. Initially, I wanted it to drop in June of 21, but that didn't happen because, you know, I couldn't get everything done, wanted to be that perfectionist. So went to July and then all of a sudden I noticed it was in November to where I finally had the product out, finished the podcast away somewhat of what I liked it after re-recording everything. And that was where I was able to, a week before my daughter was born, told myself, hey, you know, I'm going to drop this. We're going to start the podcast and be able to start voicing what we're talking about. Because again, one of my main things is integrity, values. Let's be able to talk to people and let them know, hey, this is okay what you're going through. It's common. We're going to interview people and we're going to talk about those stories like me and you were talking about before. Having those compelling stories to reach out to people and say, hey, doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's addiction, you know, it's transitioning from service to not. Everybody goes through something sometime. So it's great to be able to hear a message or hear people that you're like, you know what, they did this. Obviously, if they can get themselves out of it, I can do the same. Yeah. It's amazing what podcasting can, the opportunities, right, that it has. And I think what's really interesting is what pushes people to start a show. And there's usually like a big life event, right? I remember I started my first show right around the time where I had my first kid. And I don't know what it is about having kids that makes someone want to start a podcast. But I'm curious what got you through the hurdles, right? The life that comes up being a dad, need, you know, all the things that come along with that, needing to provide, all the things that come along with putting out a show. Take me back to how you got through it. What were you thinking mentally? Was there any times where you kind of considered giving up? And how did you kind of get over that? Yeah, it started. So before I worked at that mortgage broker, so probably six months before that, this was like my second month out of the Marine Corps, my grandfather passed away. And that was the kind of tip of the iceberg that sent me into depression, into where I was kind of battling something because he was always that person who was that father figure. Me and my dad don't have the best relationship. So he would always step in when things would go on, he would take care of me. So to me, it felt like I lost my person that last year of his life, me and him both got really close. And that was where we started having conversations. He started understanding, okay, scenarios differently. You're not a kid anymore. And, th and that took that hard. It was kind of for me, I was real angry because there was a lot that I didn't get to say with him or angry at my dad. And it was just one of those things where I needed to take back and unwind. So as I start going through the mortgage brokerage and fell in there, I was looking at it and I'm like, well, I still have a wife. I'm still going to school, working on my bachelor's degree. And it was like, you can't blame yourself. And it's like, we want to. I start gaining weight and I realized was, hey, I'm always in the gym, but now it's the discipline factor. It's eating clean. The things we don't want to do, we have to. So my wife, you know, got me on a meal plan again. And for me, I always feel like I need to push myself up to it. So I started just kind of thinking about ways to reinvent myself per se and say, hey, what is it or what is my mission? Obviously, it is my family. I don't want to be cliche, but that is a huge part because growing up, it was different. I didn't have that family you fall back on. I went to all these other different people. So I was like, I want to have that great marriage with my wife. I want to be able to be the best dad I can be. And I think, like you said, fatherhood changes you a bit. Absolutely. You just start like, before I would be petty. And then now it's, 
you know what? I don't want to waste my energy on that. It's like, you're having a good day over there. You're smiling. Why am I going to come mess it up? One of those type things. So for me, it was slowly piecing those things and pushing through it, finding that meaning. And then I started thinking differently. I'm like, I had three good friends die. My grandfather died. Why don't we say it's for a reason? Why don't I say that everything I'm going to do is to kind of help them out or excuse me, in this case, do it for them per se to be able to say, hey, they're not here no more. So it'd be disrespectful if I didn't. So in my head, I trained myself, retrained myself, I should say, to start thinking at it differently where I'm like, hey, I need to do this or let's approach this differently. Or if I'm not able to do something today, well, let's find time tomorrow. And it was one of those things where I stopped making the excuses, complaining, now get it done. I actually recently went through another short thing like that, that brought me back to that message was I was like, hey, I don't have time to use Canva to do certain things. And I go look at my wife. She starts building me things and she's like, here, done. And I'm like, oh, it was that simple the way you work it. So it's one of those things. I'm curious if you've put this together, because one of the things that I noticed as you were talking was the connection between your show and your mental health. And I'm wondering if that's become something that you are intentional and consistent about or because it seems like it played a role in it and kind of whether it's an outlet or I don't know. But how did the podcast play a role in your mental health? That's huge. Absolutely did. And the reason why it did all that other stuff going on, like you said, outlet. I was able to finally get some things off my chest and talk about the way I was. The reason why is my family kind of always labeled me, or in this case, they would be like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. My dad's the crazy one. You're his son. You're the crazy one. So I always had this image of me being crazy or that where I was just really misunderstood. My dad doesn't really know the real me. So it was all those things where it was like, hey, this is you. Let's talk about it. And when I talk about things and open up to people, oh, what? You're totally different than what I was thinking. So it was one of those things where the podcast allows you to have that outlet to talk to people on that. But two, on the mental health side, we're talking to people who have done things, you know, accomplished things. So you're able to extract that value. You yourself interpret it and you're like, you know what? That was a great conversation. But two, you're also able to show people, hey, these are the stuff people battle on a daily basis. This is what people go through. In our case, you have to mentally be prepared to do the podcast. You have to mentally check in. So if you're not feeling that way, you won't do it that day. But if not, you're able to say, hey, I made it here today. I'm learning these things. Or this is a hiccup I ran into. Hey, now you guys know one thing you guys are informed about. So you're going to be able to have the simulated experience to where, oh, you heard somebody else do this or they faulted on this in their business. Now we're able to move on from that because we learned from their mistakes. So that was kind of two parts there for me. The interesting thing is that you seem to be resourceful. I think Tony Robbins talks about people is not their resources, but their resourcefulness. And we got connected in the Alpha Podcasters community. And so What has that done for you? What has immersing yourself into a community or surrounding yourself, even with someone like your wife, who's supportive of of you? And can you think of a time where you've leaned on that in terms of your podcasting career? The whole podcasting career has been leaning on other people. And what's funny is naturally, I say it, it's funny. People laugh sometimes. I'm a extrovertedly introvert, right? So if I have the option, I'll stick by myself. Like I really, I enjoy people, but With me, I have a really bad problem to where I extract value out of the conversation. I'm really transactional. So if we're having a conversation, like we're talking about podcasting or life, I can have that. But if we're talking small talk, oh, how are you doing? What do you do for work? I get really angry because I'm like, I don't want to talk about this. Like, I know you don't care about the conversation at all. 
So why should I care? And that's kind of where I check out. So in this case, being able to see for myself the way I was and hey, we can talk to other people on the show. We can be able to go from there. We can learn more, allowed me to be able to tap into more. So as in the whole, you know, resourcefulness, it broke me out of my shell. It made me realize, hey, I got to go to Paul. I can meet other people or For example, you know, I was thinking about public speaking. So I went to one of my friends, Dave. Hey, brother, how could I be able to public speak like you? I see what you're doing well. What are some pointers you can give me? And he was like, join Toastmasters. So then again, you have a different outlet of where you can go to train, equip yourself with the tools. And that's all about being resourceful is really you're finding what works for you, whether it's TikToks, YouTube videos, talking to other people, reading books, whatever works for you, whatever you're able to get into your game plan, one, what actually you're able to retain and that interests you. Because I know for me, for a period, you know, it was, I didn't want to read books. I didn't want to do anything. I just had to find the good books that interested me. All of a sudden, I'm reading a little bit. I start watching YouTube videos because it's content that I actually believe I'm using, applying, and it's working. It's just those small things that you don't think about. In my case, you know, I talk about kind of having that mental barrier to where you don't process those things. And that's where we got to break out of that shell to just say, hey, we can do it. It's that mental fear. It's us having that belief that we're going to fail that's stopping us. So in this case, you know, taking that shot, even though you may have that uncertainty. I want to get a little tactical here. And I'm curious, is there anything that you wish you did sooner in your podcasting journey or something that you did from the beginning? Or if you had to start over, something that you would do now that you know what you know now? I would do two things. So first one, I would have just probably started it sooner. The reason why is just I've gotten connection with so many people already within a short four months of having a podcast. So just the connections, you're going to be able to be connected with people longer. But what I would say definitely kind of learning the technical aspect, and that was one thing that held me back initially, was I didn't want to record it. I recorded a Zoom call one time and the Zoom audio didn't work. So going back to the other person, the guest and saying, hey, I got to reschedule you, brother. Never got him back yet because of the way our schedules conflicted. So it was one of those things of, hey, knowing how things operate, but having that backup plan. In that case, I didn't have that backup plan. So I ended up moving on from there. But it was one of those things of learning. But at the same time, I ended up recording a different episode and I had a wire headset and I was like listening to it after. And I actually didn't notice it for like three episodes. I was just like, oh, it could be the other person. And that's when I noticed there was like a wishing sound and it was from the wire hitting the mic. So just learning those little technical aspects where you're like, oh, this can mess up the audio. You can try to filter it. In my case, I'm not dive too deep in that technical aspects. I'm not good at that stuff. So that's where I was, hey, we need to take some time to learn it. That way, if things happen like that, you can do it. I also had a time I was using Zencaster and my audio files didn't upload. So it was one of those where I was listening to a prior recorded episode and I was trying to piece in what was going on. I ended up missing a little chunk and cut it out because it just didn't align. I was like, honestly, I don't remember what I said. So it was having all those plans and then saying, hey, if this doesn't work out, what are we going to do? How are we going to approach the guests so they don't get offended? Or, hey, we just had this conversation for an hour. You know what? You're 100% right. Technical difficulties. Can I take some time to be able to re-interview you? I'd really love this content for both of our audiences. And it was one of those where it was like, okay, learn these things. Now let's not have it happen again. Yeah, been there for sure. One other kind of technical question is, has there been a moment where you saw 
your downloads jump? And if so, what did you do anything or like, do you remember? I would say two. So initially I seen a huge following of downloads. I contacted people and the podcast dropped and I sent out to, you needed the five people to be able to get ranked. So I was just hitting people up on Instagram. What I did was I just looked at the stories to see who was active for like the past two hours. So I was like, I know all these people are on their phone. So I just started shooting the messages, got ranked. So first you see the skyrocket. Then it goes down because people are going to unsubscribe naturally. They're going to see the episode come for a week. And then from there, I went on a little hiatus to where I was interviewing people, but only doing like one a week, two a week, trying to go on other shows. I was having that problem with it. And that was where I was able to start saying, hey, you know, I have a top rated podcast to move it into there, went on Podmatch, started going on other shows. And once I was able to get a couple of those out, that's where those numbers gradually started to increase a little bit. Yeah, this is good. I really enjoy the mental health aspect of a podcast, especially in the circles that we kind of run around. And there's so much around monetizing your podcast and monetizing your brand and the celebrity persona. And I think oh, there's, there's so much value to all that. But I think there's also value to just having an outlet where someone can go and talk and whether a thousand people listen or one person, that just that person listens, just having that outlet. I think it's so powerful that often gets overlooked by a lot of people who are just seeing podcasts as a channel to monetize. I'd agree. I've seen a couple people like that to where it just didn't seem like they were lining. And it's just really about what the people, what, what the individual who's starting the podcast wants, you know, if that's their goal. In my case, yes, you know, I'd absolutely love to have high celebrity guests on, which in the future that's in the works. But at the same time, what is the podcast about? It's about extracting that value finding out ways to win, asking other people about their stories so we can be able to inspire other people, show people that, hey, anything's attainable if you work at it. Certain people went through different things. You hit a bottom. You end up battling some things that you never thought you would. It's life. Things happen. All you got to do is put that one foot in front of the other, take it day by day, and then you can be able to accomplish things. So it's awesome. you know, Us having the floor to be able to let people know is, hey, this is what's going on. Share a little bit personally, but then able to find those answers for people as well as ourselves. This has been a fun conversation. The name of the show is The Winner's Paradigm. You mentioned it came out late last year and it's available wherever you get your podcast. Is there anything else that people should do or if they want to get connected, follow up? Good question. So if you want to get connected, my website's thewinnersparadigm.xyz. Just go to the About Me page. You can be able to fill it out. Let me know, hey, I have questions of how to break a habit, how to formulate new mindsets or new strategies to be able to help me out. We can be able to talk and see from there, you know, on what you can be able to do just one thing a day to be able to help you out. So definitely check that out. Other than that, join Alpha Podcasters so you can be able to join the network Hector and I are in and be able to get in touch with those other podcasters that are looking to do the same exact thing, feed off each other's energy, be able to network and get some great content from people. Yeah. And guys, thank you for being part of the MYP fam and, and sticking with us. We appreciate you guys being here. We'll see you on the next one.